0: Welcome to the Truth Across Time podcast. I'm your host, Sheila Farmer. As a lifelong student of history and English, I enjoy learning about the cultures, customs, and lifestyles in the Bible. Please join me as we explore the fascinating world of biblical events and the people involved. You'll see that the people of the Bible had concerns, triumphs and tragedies, joys and sorrows, successes and failures, not too different from our own. But because the Bible is God's Word, we can learn spiritual, eternal truths while looking at those people. Now let's go on this adventure and explore the truths that cross the limits of time and location. Welcome to the first session in this new series. This week we're going to take a look at Joseph, the husband of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus. As I was reading Matthew's Gospel, I was struck Not for the first time, by how little we actually know about Joseph. Not many details about him are recorded in the Bible. And yet, he played a crucial role in God's plan for mankind. We know that he was betrothed to Mary when she learned that she was to be the mother of the Savior. We know that they did, indeed, eventually marry. We know that he played a critical role in Jesus' upbringing. But I think we can gain a little more insight into this man if we look just a little deeper and put together some pieces. The first mention of Joseph in the New Testament is in chapter 1 of Matthew, where the human lineage of Jesus is given, going back as far as Abraham. Please read this for yourself, verses 1 through 17. In verse 16, we're told that Joseph's father was named Jacob, And this verse also says that Joseph was the husband of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Christ. From verse 6, we know that Joseph was a descendant of David. So his family position meant that the Messiah could come through him. We know that Jesus was born of a virgin and that he did not have a human father. His father is God. But in those days, it wasn't clear to the people that the Messiah would not have a human father. We'll delve into that a bit more in another session. By the way, Mary was also descended from David, so she too was in the line of kings. Don't you just love how God pays attention to all the details? Joseph was a good and godly man. We know from Matthew, chapter 13, verse 55, that he was a carpenter. We know that he lived in Nazareth, although his ancestral home was Bethlehem. We're not sure how old Joseph and Mary were when they were betrothed to one another, but it's safe to assume they were both pretty young. Bible scholars often estimate Mary to be around, oh, 15 to maybe 17 years old, So Joseph was probably a few years older than that. Being betrothed was sort of like being engaged. But in that day, in that culture, being betrothed was a lot more serious than what we think of as being engaged. In our world, one can break an engagement whenever one wants for any reason, personal problems and conflicts notwithstanding. To be betrothed in those days was to have a serious, legal, binding agreement to marry. It was a formal proceeding and far more binding than engagements that we're familiar with. It generally included a public ceremony with the families of both parties present, and it usually also included people from the village or town. The betrothed couple did not live together until they were married, but the relationship could not be easily dissolved. In fact, it required a type of divorce for the betrothal to be broken. After the betrothal ceremony, the man was referred to as the woman's husband, and the woman was referred to as the man's wife. The period of betrothal lasted about a year. During this time, the groom was to prepare a home for his bride. Often, This meant simply adding on to his father's house, especially if he was his parents' eldest son, maybe a room or two, and adding some basic furnishings. When the groom's father, or the next male relative, if the father was dead, decided that the time was right, the marriage took place. And by the way, most Jewish marriages of that day occurred at night. During the betrothal period, any unfaithfulness on the part of the betrothed, especially the woman, was considered adultery and was punishable by death. Even if the woman was not put to death, she would have been ostracized and probably could not have found another husband. But Joseph truly loved Mary. He had no desire to see Mary punished for what everyone would think was infidelity. He was gentle and considerate concerned with Mary's welfare, and while he couldn't hide the situation for long, he didn't want her to face public disgrace. So, you can imagine what Joseph must have been feeling when he was told that his betrothed, Mary, was expecting a child. Let's see what the Bible says. This is from the first chapter of Matthew, verses 18 through 25. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. This passage reveals what a quandary Joseph was in until God gave him direct confirmation that all was well. Mary had not been with another man. She was indeed still a virgin. He had no reason to cancel the planned marriage. In fact, in his own way, Joseph was also specially favored by God. Mary was highly favored to be chosen to be the mother of the Messiah and Savior. But Joseph would be, for lack of a better word, Jesus' stepfather. He would be a real presence in Jesus' life. And God knew that Joseph was a good man and gentle and loving and could be trusted. Imagine, God entrusted the care of his only begotten son, in his early years, to Joseph. What a vote of confidence. Once Jesus had been born, and after Joseph, Mary, and Jesus had returned from their temporary stay in Egypt, which we'll cover in another episode, the family settled again in Nazareth. Joseph would certainly have taught Jesus carpentry. I often wonder what it must have been like to teach the child Jesus. What went through Mary's mind and Joseph's mind as they undertook the daily tasks of living? Joseph and Mary did have children together. What must it have been like to grow up with Jesus? Luke chapter 2 verse 52 tells us that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. We know that Joseph was still alive when Jesus was 12 years old, when the family went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. Remember, Jesus got separated from Joseph and Mary. They had begun the journey back to Nazareth, and they realized he wasn't with them. They were likely traveling in a caravan of family and friends. Mary and Joseph returned to Jerusalem and found Jesus at the temple discussing scripture, asking questions of the teachers and rabbis and priests, and listening to them, and astonishing them with his knowledge. You can read about this in the second chapter of Luke. We don't know when Joseph died, but it was almost certainly before Jesus began his public ministry. The Bible tells us that Jesus began his public ministry when he was about 30 years old. This is typically the age when a priest would begin his service. And Joseph was apparently gone at that point. He's not mentioned during Jesus's ministry. Another point, Joseph is not mentioned at the wedding in Cana when Jesus performed his first miracle. Mary was there. And it's highly unlikely that she would have been there without Joseph. Also, Joseph was not with Mary and Jesus' half-siblings when they went to see him, probably in Capernaum. And we know that he wasn't at the crucifixion. But regardless of when Joseph died, we know that he played a very important role in Jesus' earthly life. We can only imagine what a responsibility he must have felt and how he managed to deal with the knowledge he had about this divine child that he was responsible for, at least for several years. We know that he was a good man and a just and humble man. We know that he must have had great strength of character and loved God and loved his family. We can only imagine what, must, what it must have been like for him to come to the end of his life, knowing that he would face God. Sometimes I think we tend to overlook Joseph in the story of Jesus' early years. His role tends to be overshadowed by Mary's. We know that her role was utterly critical and that she is to be remembered, respected, and honored. But I believe that Joseph was hand-picked, too. He must have been a rare and extraordinary man. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. Can you? I don't think the presence of a good and godly man in a family can be overestimated. I believe that Joseph provided stability for the family. No doubt he was an authority figure and he provided for the training and education of the children, seeing that they learned to trade and ensuring that they received religious instruction at the local synagogue. And this would have extended to Jesus. He was up to the holy task he was given, and we should remember him for the loving, good, earthly father he was. If you had a good father yourself, You can probably relate to this quite readily. No human father is perfect. But if you did not have a good father, if you were hurt or neglected or abused, it can leave you with insecurities and scars that stay with you. If that describes you, please, please turn to God. Allow Him to reveal Himself to you as your perfect Heavenly Father. If you have not already done so, ask Him to reveal Himself to you specifically in this way. He can and will heal your hurts and mend the scars that you may carry and give you the love and security that we all at heart long for. He can make up for what you did not have in a loving and good earthly father. I promise you, he loves you completely and he is a perfect father whom you can trust. You are loved and cherished. Let him show you that like a great father would. Please join me on my next podcast as we study more truth across time. I hope this podcast encourages you to develop a closer relationship with Jesus. But if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, I pray you will ask him to be the Lord of your life today. God bless. See you next week.